Hey, what's going on, guys? Andrew back here with another episode of the Buy Back Your Life show. Today, we're talking about digital money, uh, why you need to know about it, why it matters to the greater kind of global picture, why should you care how you can get started, future outlook, all that kind of good stuff is coming at you today. I hope you guys will give me a little bit of a leeway here. I'm not the be-all, end-all of crypto digital money kind of knowledge. There are many resources out there far greater than me, but I have a good basic level understanding that I want to share with you guys today. So let's get into it and let's get into digital money. Specifically, we're going to talk about, there's there's a bunch of different coins, right? There's coins that you probably heard of, Bitcoin, Ethereum, maybe Ripple, Solana, Cardano. There's a whole bunch of them out there. There's, there's like literally like thousands of different digital coins or digital currencies out there or cryptocurrencies as it's, it's most often called. And why this matters, like the big the big picture thing here is, is this. The way that our monetary system is made right now, the way it's truly constructed, it's, it's manipulative. And what I mean by that is that governments are in control. The average citizen like you and me are not in control. And that's the problem because we go to work every day. We pour our blood, sweat, tears into like building these lives that we want to, to have and like with our families and provide for them and just be able to do things that we want to do. So we have to transfer energy to do that. And what I mean by that is we go to work and we put forward our energy and in return, we get dollars, right? So you go to work, you put out energy to do that. You work, you get paid a certain rate. That's the exchange that happens right now in our economy. And the problem is, is that the number of hours or the amount of energy that you're required to put in for the same kind of dollar payout is changing. That relationship is changing. And what that means is that you're putting in, let's say, 40 hours a week right now. And just to make it really simple and clear cut, let's let's say you're taking home $100,000. Okay. And I know that that is like a high number for a lot of people, but just, just stay with me here. Give me a little bit of leeway. You're making 100K, you're putting in 40 hours. Okay. After taxes, let's say you're, gonna, you're bringing home $75,000 for your family. So the problem is that when the governments are in control of the monetary system, and they can issue new currencies, new fiat, what's called like fiat currencies, what we currently have right now. So fiat currencies are manipulated and more are put into existence, which means the government's pulling a lever, pushing a button, whatever they want to do, and they put more money into the system. It thereby makes the money that you currently have now worth less. And not worthless, I just mean worth a little bit less. So now you might have had $75,000 to take home after taxes. Now you're working with seventy. And you're not making any less. You're still taking home $75,000, but the $75,000 does not go as far as it used to. Why is that? Because products like gas, groceries, electricity, uh, different kinds of things around the house, uh, the cost of goods and services go up, right? Inflation has its, 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 its part in this and it, the, the cost goes up. So when you used to be able to get by on $75,000 pretty easily, maybe you have a single income for the family, let's say, and then things go up in price. Well, now you can't buy as much because everything has gone up in value because there's more money injected into the economy and cons- and businesses try to pass that kind of change on to consumers. So your 75,000 only gets you 70,000 now. So in order for you to stay at pace with what's going on with inflation and the devaluing of the currency by printing more of it, you either have to A, cut back on your spending and then live on less. B, put up more energy and more of your time to work more, which the family's probably not going to love. Or C, we look at uh, the option for an alternative kind of monetary system, which is where the cryptocurrency world and digital monies come in. And this is why it's so powerful because they are not able to manipulate. And I'm talking, they, I'm talking the government liberally here. The government can't manipulate cryptocurrencies. They can regulate them. They can outlaw them. They can 
kind of put different things together to kind of put uh, stipulations around them, but they cannot print more money into existence. I'm going to talk specifically Bitcoin here for a little bit. Bitcoin to me is the be all end all kind of the cryptocurrency that I'm deepest into. And let me preface this by saying I haven't done a ton of research into the other cryptocurrencies. I know they have value propositions as well, but for me, Bitcoin solves and checks a lot of the boxes that we are troubled with right now in terms of our fiat money. And there's only 21 million ever going to be in, in existence of Bitcoin. So the government can't print more into existence. It can't devalue the currency of, of Bitcoin because there's only a finite amount. And when you have a finite amount, something like gold or just other kind of precious metals over time, if you have a finite amount and it's 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 not, uh, you can't hack it, you can't make more, you can't manipulate it, it holds its value pretty well historically. And the hard the hard part about Bitcoin is that it's it's an adoption thing. And we're still very early on in the adoption trend, but if more and more people were to use Bitcoin and they would understand that, yes, there are some, there are some movements in Bitcoin right now where the price does go down drastically, 50, 60%. That does happen. And that doesn't happen with our, our dollars and our fiat currency. But the difference is being that Bitcoin also goes up. So if you have a savings account in Bitcoin, chances are there's a good chance in a couple of years, like it's going to come back, it's going to pick back up. And the Bitcoin that you have in a couple of years will be worth more than it is now which is the way that a savings account and your, your your hard work should be safe. So if you go and you you work for 40 hours a week and you go and you you, you put 20% away into your savings account like you're supposed to like that's great. You're doing you're doing great. The problem that exists now is that our money system actually makes that worth less and it erodes that savings so that you have you have 20 grand in the bank after 1 year it's it's eight, worth 18, then it's worth 16, then it's worth 14, then it's worth 12, then it's worth 10 to the point 20 years later where it's worth nothing. And so the energy that you took initially to put that money away in the form of actually working and cutting back and actually saving it, that is all thrown out the window because the value of that dollar gets eroded over time. Bitcoin does not. If you were to put that same effort and put those same dollars into Bitcoin and store Bitcoin instead, the idea being that Bitcoin would actually appreciate in value. So if you put $20,000 in Bitcoin and put it away after year one, it would go up to 21 then 23, then 25. And it's not as linear as that. This is just an example, but that's the idea behind Bitcoin is that it would, it would increase it in value over time. So you would be left with the equal amount or more buying power in the future, which is the, the, the way the economy should work. It doesn't work that way now, but that's the way it, we envision it in the future. So cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin specifically, but other cryptos give you that kind of option where there's a chance it is going to appreciate over time like an asset versus just deep, deep deflate and, and, and lose value like our current fiat money in savings. So savings right now is, is in a tough spot. You've probably heard like save save as much as you can and you'll be good after uh, after you retire from work. Well, that's not always the case. You can't just save. You also have to save and invest and invest in knowledge and invest in things like cryptocurrencies. So why does why does cryptocurrency have value? That's just, This is kind of the big question we're trying to answer here, right? So in my mind, there's a few things I want to talk about like you can you can move it around pretty easily. It's portable. Um, think about moving around dollars. Like you can carry cash in your pocket, which is easy. You can send e-transfers online, which are great. You can do the same thing quicker and cheaper with crypto. Uh, gold, for instance, you can't really carry a bunch of gold around in your backpack. There, it's not really realistic, and it's get it's heavy, so you can't carry as much as you want. So there's that part of it. Uh, it cryptocurrency is very durable. Like you, you're not going to destroy it. It lives. On the blockchain, you can actually rip up and, and burn or cut uh, fiat dollars. 
Uh, you can you can divide you can divide cryptocurrency into, into smaller units, which is a huge part of a trade of money that you want to have. You want to be able to have one unit break down into many many smaller units, which is a huge principle of crypto and especially Bitcoin. You can break Bitcoin down into satoshis, which are small units of, of Bitcoin. You can't really do that to a certain extent with gold. You can you can like chop it down or melt it down, but it loses some kind of some value to do that the wrong way. And there's only so much you can do with fiat dollars as well, where you can only go so low in terms of the dollars and cents. You can't break it down any further than that. Um, you also want to be easily like transactable. You want to be able to go and just easily like say, hey, I want this. I'll give you this. And it's it's done deal, right? Whether that be on online or in person, like you want to be able to do that super easy. Gold, you can't really do that at all with. Uh, our dollars are good with that right now, but crypto is also very good with that. Um, uh, scarcity, like the predictable supply of, of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is, is very, very high because we know exactly how much Bitcoin is going to ever be. It's 21 million uh, Bitcoin. We have no choice to just accept how much fiat currency is printed to us. Like that number always goes up because the governments have total control. So we don't have any control over that. And we also want it to be uh, just not not non-consumable, non right? We want to be able to kind of have it and know that it's going to hold its value long-term. We also want it to be interchangeable so that I can give you some Bitcoin or crypto and you can exchange or something else in, in your country or where you are. And that's that's important as well. You can do that with gold, you can do that with fiat dollars, but crypto kind of checks all these boxes. And the only one it doesn't it doesn't check is 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 it government issue? Is it sovereign? Is it is it only available in like kind of one nation? We have the Canadian dollar, the US dollar, the the yen, the rupee, uh, uh, the the Bolivar or the franc. Uh, there's so many other ones like the mark. I don't I'm not a world economist, but uh, there are so many different kind of currencies around the world. And the problem with that is that when you have those different currencies floating around, if you if you can't consolidate, what do you trade? And you have to have one big currency that all countries will trade back and forth with each other. And that right now is the U.S. dollar. But as that's inflated, that's also showing other countries like, hey, the U.S. is kind of adding to their own supply and they're devaluing all our, our, all our currency that we hold, all our dollars that we hold. So what are we going to do here? We have to protect our money supply. So that's what the box that crypto doesn't check. It's not government issue, which is the perfect kind of scenario and kind of use case for it to be its own kind of thing and provide a lot of utility and protection to other countries, including like our, ourselves and as, as citizens to ourselves. So it has a lot of value that way. So if you want to kind of get started in the world of cryptocurrency, the easiest thing to do is just to YouTube what is Bitcoin. That's the biggest one. Then there's a bunch of books. You can read the Bitcoin standards, a great one. It's, it's very highly technical. Uh, Magic Internet Money is really good too by uh, Jesse Berger, who's a, I think he's a Canadian, um, but just do, do a little bit of digging, like spend 15 minutes kind of researching a little bit for yourself, get a base level understanding, and then go from there and just understand why it maybe makes sense to you. There's lots of different platforms out there where you can buy cryptocurrency if you want to get up and running and get your own account set up. You normally have to put a little bit of effort into kind of getting your account set with a, uh, a driver's license. Uh, sometimes a passport's required. It just depends on, on the platform. There's a whole bunch. There's, oh man, Kraken, Coinbase, uh, BitBuy here in Canada, uh, ShakePay. There's, there's, there's a whole bunch that you can use to get started. Uh, so do a little bit of digging on those as well, and then you'll figure out the best one for yourself. Coinbase is really easy. I do have an account with them as well. So going through the process is pretty simple. They just take a little bit longer to get back and get your thing set up. But just, just get started, have an idea of what it is. I think right now at this point, I'm, I'm pretty confident saying it's more risky to have zero exposure in your portfolio in terms of all your assets in life than having zero. So like you want to have a little bit, you want to have 1%, 2% of your portfolio 
of your or your net worth in in cryptocurrency is my opinion i i like to hold bitcoin that's the one i hold so full disclosure that's that's the only one that i hold right now i was an ethereum person for a while and i kind of gave that up in terms of bitcoin after doing a little bit more research and thinking that it's going to be the one that kind of takes us to the promised land and just changes with the new economy so uh, yeah, that's kind of my, my my thoughts around cryptocurrency and why it has value. Just kind of breaking that down for you guys here today. I hope you guys got some value to this one. If you want to ever send me a link, uh, send me an email, andrew at tradingoptionsdaily.com. If you want to check me out on YouTube, where a lot of my content is now being put out, you can do that as well. I'll put the link in the description for this episode. Other than that, hope you guys enjoyed. Keep investing in yourselves and working to buy back your life. Peace.